and welcome to Fantastic Comic Fan. I am your host, R.T. Fleming, and it is my mission to help you find your next digital comic book pick from the golden age to now. I have been reading comic books for over 40 years and have never lost my passion for comic books. Something I try to pass on to old and new readers. It's Friday, August 12, 2022, and this is the second of my Werewolf and Spider-Man themed episodes. Before I talk about this episode, please listen to the other episode. It's an interview with Mark Leslie, and we talk about his Werewolf novel, Fear and Loathing in Los Angeles. Mark is my first guest on the podcast, where we are not talking comic books. Kind of. It does connect to Spider-Man and Mark's love for the character, and well, you need to check it out. It's the kind of difference that I want to do more with the podcast. Now about this episode. I'm a proud Bronze Age baby, having started reading comic books back in 1977. And I still remember fondly this two-part Man Wolf episode from 1979 because it was me becoming a lifelong Spidey fan. I was just getting into the series. It was also my introduction to Man Wolf. Going back and rereading the story, I found it still stands up after all these years. I hope you check it out and agree that it makes for a fantastic read. Again, check out my other Werewolf episode with Michael Leslie. It's one of the unique episodes. Before I pause and sign off, some of these episodes have been coming off a little tinny and not as good as quality. I am working on it on my end, and I hope to get a better sounding quality podcast. I'm really not sure what's going on with it. So, if you like this podcast, even though it doesn't sound like I think it should, please spread the word. Recommend it to other comic fans. Follow the podcast on Twitter and Instagram. Look at the show notes. I want the podcast to grow and sound better quality. Because I wanted to introduce fans to a different way of covering comic books. Now on to today's episode. Fans of The Amazing Spider-Man, who just started reading the comic book over the last few years, may not realize that first, J. Jonah Jameson is actually different than he originally was portrayed in the comic books going back into the Bronze and Silver Age. Jonah also has a son, John Jameson III, who is part of the Spider-Man mythos all the way back in Amazing Spider-Man number one. He was an astronaut, and Spider-Man actually saves his life in that very first issue. Now, he sporadically appeared on and off for about 100 issues, and then things radically changed. Before I talk about this change, I want to briefly talk about the Comics Code, which came into effect in the early 1950s. Now, this is a comic code that went on through the Bronze Age and stopped somewhere in the probably the late 80s to become effective. Up through the early 70s, comic books were severely limited on what they could do. But some change in that code allowed werewolves and vampires and more supernatural themes to come into comic books. So, this is a big thing in the early 70s, and Marvel decided to turn. J. Jonah Jameson's son into a character called Manwolf, which is a werewolf character. But I don't want to talk about his first appearance yet. I want to talk about my first encounter with the Manwolf and Amazing Spider-Man. I am a Bronze Age baby. I started collecting comic books back in the late 1970s. And my first appearance of the Manwolf 
was in Amazing Spider-Man 189. Now, this was a two-part story that was penciled by John Byrne. Back then, I didn't know who John Byrne was. had no idea that he would one day become one of my favorite artists around and a writer. All I knew is that there was just a fun creature called the Man-Wolf in the story. The other thing, again, I didn't realize at the time, that was written by Marv Wolfman. Now, Marv Wolfman is legendary all throughout the industry. He's done great stuff. Most people know him from the New Titans. Back at this point, he was writing The Amazing Spider-Man. He did a big run from 182 through 204, which makes for a great arc because it wrote this entire story that leads to issue 200, which is a very cool Amazing Spider-Man story. It's one of the best stories in my opinion. Back to this Amazing Spider-Man with the appearance of Man Wolf 189. Now it starts off on the cover with J. Jonah Jameson hanging outside of a window with this mummified creature holding him and Spider-Man's on the, the ledge of the building looking down and it struck my fancy. I love the cover. Now this is a different J.J. than most fans know today. Pretty much from the inception of J.J.'s first appearance, he came across as a guy get off my grass sort of figure. And over time, he almost became cardboard-ish and not three-dimensional. He always perceived Spider-Man as a menace. That was the thing. He wasn't always very kind to Peter Parker. And in this arc with his son, you get to see a little different side of J.J. At this time, his son, J.J., had been kidnapped, banished, nobody knows where he's at. And J.J. is frantic. One thing that becomes very clear in the storyline is that he very much cares about his son, J.J., who's frantically trying to figure out where he is, what's happening. And you get to see a side of J.J., like I said, that's different. He goes and sees one of his friends, Marla Madison, who was a minor character at this time in the Spidey Mythos. However, in 1984, in Amazing Spider-Man Annual 18, J.J. Amaro get married. So you see a little development of the characters here, but it's interesting because J.J. says, I'm quoting, ever since Joan died, what? I've been a father and mother to him, and now Lord this. What'd I do, Marla? Scream, cry. How would I help find John? Why do I feel so alone, Marla? What do I do now? What lasted? What? And it's very cool to see, like I said, a different side of JJ who's always so curmudgeonly and mean. And you get to see the softer side of him. And it was a great character development for the character. As the story progresses, eventually this bandaged up figure breaks into the Daily Bugle, kidnaps J. Jonah Jameson, and at the end, Spider-Man rips off the bandages and we see it's the man-wolf. He's returned. And that's how the issue ends. I find it interesting that the cover of this two-part man-wolf story, which contains an amazing Spider-Man 190, does not have a John Byrne cover. Instead, it's by Keith Pollard and Al Milgram. John Byrne, while popular, was quite as popular as he would later be in other projects like Fantastic Four, X, and Superman. 
But this cover is actually very interesting. Back then, there was actually a Spider-Man TV show. So on the corner, there's a Marvel's TV sensation. Obviously, the show didn't last very long. The caption says, never before, such a surprise, shock, and mayhem is the man wolf. Great cover. Man wolf grabbing Spidey's by the neck, and Spidey and man wolf look to be going into the Hudson River. And again, it starts off where the last issue ends with the man wolf grabbing hold of a looks to be unconscious J. Jonah Jameson in search of the man wolf. It's interesting because there's a different side again of J. Jonah. One we don't see very often in the Bronze Age. Again, as I said, Jonah comes off as kind of cardboard, very one-dimensional. But this issue really gives a different look to J. Jonah, one that you don't get to see very often in the Bronze Age. Eventually, he obviously recovers and regains consciousness. Throughout the issue, Spider-Man Man will do trade punches and cars being thrown around. But, you know, there seems like when Jonah's talking to Manuel, the son, please, John, don't. This is just father, father speaking. Surely you remember me, son. You do remember me, don't you? No, Manuel doesn't because he smacks Jay, Jay Jonah to the side. It keeps going. We actually get kind of an origin story of Jay Jonah and his son. We learn how his son died. I'm sorry, we learn how his wife died and later would be retconned to being killed by a mugger, I believe. We learn how Manuel got a start. We learned a few issues ago, Manuel got put into a chirogenic state because he was dying. He disappeared, comes back. And the person who brings him back later on plays in a very important role in a couple of issues later. I'm not going to reveal that to you. But at one point, J. John has a gun. He's thinking of shooting his son. He's like, no, no, I can't shoot you. I can't do that. And you get to see more flashbacks of J. Jonah Jameson as a, as a father and his son growing up, graduating from college, the mother's funeral. And you see a very sad Jonah, a very, I'm trying to reach my son, Jonah, which you don't get to see. So he's telling John all these past memories. And he's like, tell me, you remember that, don't you? We were together so much while you're growing up. Oh, no, he says, I wasn't around when you were growing up, but I care. He's like, come on, come back to me. And he slowly reaches to the point where Manuel almost breaks the spell he's in. Because Manuel's actually being controlled now, not going to reveal the subplot. But it makes for a great episode. And at the end, well, Manuel disappears again. And he doesn't appear for a while. His next appearance actually is in another comic book, which is... Hmm. Savage She-Hulk 13 and 14, which is the first run of She-Hulk back in the late 70s again. And the next issue, well, continues on. Again, this is a very different Peter Parker. Very bronze age. It's not the one you're going to see now. But it makes for a great run. You get the whole Bugle cast, classic Jay Jonah, Aunt May's in here. And again, this is Marv Wolfman's run. He started a few issues before. He goes all the way past 200. So you can connect the dots when he gets to the farther along, the 190, 2, 3, 4, and leading up to the spectacular 
Amazing Spider-Man 200, which is a fantastic read. It goes all the way back to Spider-Man 4. I'm not going to reveal what happens to him. Check this two-part story out. It's a great read. I loved it as a kid. I still love it. Again, Amazing Spider-Man 189, 190 from 1979. Well, that's it for today's podcast. Again, I would love to hear from you at fantasticcomicfan at gmail.com. Remember, new episodes every Wednesday. Thanks so much for listening to this episode, and I hope to see you next time.